Well, hey, Central Family, time and time again throughout the Bible in both the Old and New Testament, uh, God deals with people in this one area of their, their life, really this keystone area of every individual's life before God gives them a, a new assignment or, or they step into a, a new season. And this keystone area of their lives is their view of, of themselves. And I thought before we kick off, as we kick off uh, 2021 together in this new season, it would be good for us to, to dive into this as well. Well, how many of you out there are like Disney fans? You guys love Disney movies. You love The Mandalorian. You love, you love not only the new stuff, but you also love the nostalgic, kind of the, the older Disney stuff. Uh, maybe you're a, a Disney fanatic like uh, our very own Janessa Gonzalez and Paul. They love Disney, and I love that about them. But if you're a Disney fan, then you know that the very first Disney movie was the Snow, uh, Snow White and the Seven... Seven dwarfs. And if you've seen the movie, then you, you know that there's this queen in this movie. And, and this queen, she goes to a mirror, uh, a mirror kind of like this. And she asks this mirror a question. You guys remember the question? She says, says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And this queen, she looks into a mirror for validation, for a sense of value, for a sense of security. And uh, we all look to different things for those, 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 those things that we need in our lives. We do need validation. We do need a sense of security. But we do need a sense of value. But this queen, she looks to a mirror for those things. And when the mirror doesn't respond the way that she would like, then she goes on this war path and drama ensues throughout, throughout Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. And, and that might sound like a crazy fairy tale movie, but if we're not careful, we can fall into the same trap. We can go through life looking into different mirrors. Mirrors looking for validation. Mirrors looking for security. Mirrors, mirrors looking for a sense of self-worth. We can go to our job and say, mirror, mirror. We can go to our, our car, for, to, to our house and say, mirror, mirror. We, we go to uh, our, our friends, our family. Some of us, we go to social media and we say, hey, mirror, mirror. Like, have they clicked like? Like, have they reshared? Like, are people commenting on my post? Because mirror, mirror, I need a little bit of a validation here. And let me just, just say this as a reminder. You guys know this. Like, social media, statistics show, like, our depression level goes up. Our anxiety levels go up whenever we view social media because like we're comparing their best to like our behind the scenes and like that mirror will never give us the feedback that we, we desire. We go to the, our, our, pro, our, uh, our careers, we go to our possessions, we go to our prestige and we say mirror, mirror. And we're, we're asking the right question, but we're just looking at the wrong, the wrong place oftentimes. And in 2021, I just want to invite us as we kick off this year, let's look into the, allow God's mirror to define us. Let's allow what, what God says is true of you, is true of me to define who we are and to, to anchor ourselves, to anchor our security in him. Well, in preparation for this message, I, I read quite a bit of what psychologists and, and doctors say are at the root cause of some of our deepest insecurities. And, and the first is this, that we look into to the mirror of failure and rejection. 
And when you look into this mirror, you look into this mirror of failure and rejection throughout your life, here's the statement you begin to say, whether consciously or subconsciously, we say, I am what I did. We allow our our past experience, things that we did or things that happened to us to define us. And we, we, we just anchor ourselves in this sense of failure and rejection. We feel like, you know what? I am, I am what I did. And it results in, insecurities throughout our, our lives. There's this, this book that I read uh, at the end of 2020 uh, by um, uh, a Dr. Benjamin Hardy. It's called Personality Isn't Permanent. And I, I, love, I love this book and I've talked to the staff about it. You'll probably hear me quote it often, but he, he talks about how whenever we have experiences in our life, uh, we, we, we take in data and we make observations about ourselves and the world around us uh, through that experience. And one of the most challenging things for me as a, as a dad is to know that as my kids go throughout life, the things that they're experiencing is not only shaping the way they perceive the world around them, but it also shapes how they perceive themselves. And so one of the, my challenges, not only for my kids, but for myself, is to, to remind them, to remind myself that, that, that what they do isn't who they always are. Like, like sometimes they make mistakes, right? And like, so they make a mistake and I'm like, yes, that's a bummer. No, you shouldn't do it. Yes, you will pay the consequences of your actions, but that doesn't define who you are. Like, I know that's what you did, but that's not who you are. And let me just say this, if you're a follower of Jesus, God never defines you by what you've done, but he sees the potential of who you could become. He also, like the Bible states that he goes a step further. He doesn't just see you for who you are or who you become. He, he sees you clothed, like, like he sees the righteousness of Christ in you. Like whenever you, you embrace Jesus, you become a follower of God, like, like you take on Jesus's identity, like it's radical. Second Corinthians 5.21 puts us this way. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. In other words, Jesus who, who never sinned took on your punishment, my punishment on the cross. Why? So that in him, so that we might become the righteousness of God in in him. And but we often look in the mirror, the wrong mirror, and say, you know what, I am. I am what I did. But the right mirror says, no, 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 I, I know what I did, but I am clothed in the righteousness of Christ. The second observation that, that, that psychologists tell us are at the root of a lot of our insecurities is that we look into the mirror of social pressure. We look into the mirror of social pressure. When we look into to this wrong mirror, here's what we say. We say, I am who they say I am. I'm, I, my identity, like I know what they said about me. And you know what? They're right. We've allowed some voices of our past to define who we are in our, in our present. I am who, who my boss said I was. Like I, I know what my coach said back there in, when I was in high school. And like, you know what? Here I am in my 30s and he's right. I, I, I guess I am ugly. I guess I am stupid. I guess I am lazy. I guess I am a failure. And we've been held captive today by things that were said to us in years ago, like in our, in our distant past. I, I remember meeting with a guidance counselor when I was in high school 
And that guidance counselor, he sat me down and he said, Tim, you know what? Uh, it would just be a whole lot better for you and I think a whole lot easier on everyone else if you just went ahead and dropped out of high school. And those words made an impact. And I thought, man, maybe he's right. And I still remember it to this day because words shape us. Social pressure shapes us. And if we're not careful, we can live from this posture. We can live from this identity that says, you know what? I am who they, who they say I am. It's the wrong mirror. The third mirror that we can look at is the mirror of inferiority. A mirror of inferiority. And we look in the wrong mirror, once again, here's, here's where we can, we can land at this conclusion. We can make statements about ourselves like, I'm not, I know this is what I gotta do. I'm just not, a, I'm not enough. And I can live in that space. It's a real struggle for a lot of us. And if not all three of those, at least one of those can be a real, real struggle. We all struggle to varying degrees. But, but how do you discover the right mirror? How do we, we discover right perspective about ourselves? And, and really, that's a good question for us to wrestle to the ground as we kick off this new year of 2021. And to, to find out what something is, my, my assertion is that we have to ask the one who created that thing. Now, I, by my own admission, I'm not the most artistic guy. Uh, like I, I've been to some museums, I've been to uh, some cultured places, like I've seen art galleries, I've seen real expensive pieces of art. But when I look at abstract art, like some people have just a rich appreciation for that. I look at some abstract art and I'm like, I don't know if that's like a melting tree or like a jacked up giraffe. Like, I, I don't know. But then to like read the artist's description of it or to hear from the artist themselves, like here's what this masterpiece is taking, here's what's taking place in this piece. It's like, wow, there's a whole lot more depth. There's a whole lot more layers. There's a whole lot here that I didn't see at first shot. And I think for you, if you're gonna discover your God-given identity, if you're gonna discover your God-given purpose, you're gonna look into the right mirror in 2021, then we just gotta go to our creator and say, God, what on earth am I here for? God, what's your perspective of me? God, who am, who am I? So I can live out my accurate identity. The alternative is we invest our entire lives trying to become something we were never intended to be, which we would all agree is pretty, pretty tragic. In the book of James, in James chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, uh, I love the book of James. It's known as the, the Proverbs of the New Testament. And for that reason, in just a couple weeks, we're going to kick off a new series in the, studying the book of James. We're going to go verse by verse through the entire book, and it's going to lead us virtually all the way up till Easter. And James, he's writing this letter to these, this church that's not able to gather. He, his opening statement is to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. And I just felt like, man, that's, that's where we are. And we're not the first ones to experience this. So, so what does God's word say to a scattered church? And we're going to dive into that in 2021. And I'm excited for, for that series coming up. But, but, but in James chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, here's what he says. He says, says anyone who listens to the word... And that's what we're doing. That's what, that's what you're doing right here today. When we gather together on Sundays, like we're gathered together to, to listen to the word, to receive, receive the word. But anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks 
at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently, and that's what I just want to ask you to do this year. Let's, let's not just look, let's look intently. Have you ever been in a place where you're like, I just need God. Like I need God. I don't just, I don't just need to meet with him a little bit. Like God, if you don't show up, I'm in big trouble. Like God, God, I'm desperate for you. In those moments, you were looking intently. You're leaning in. It's not just a passive process, but you're, you're actively seeking I want to just ask you, as we kick off 2021, would all of us in the Central family take this posture of intently looking into God's, God's, God's word, to seeking God? And we're, we're kicking off this kind of a radical 21 days of prayer and fasting just to go after God. Because God, more than just passively pursuing you, we want to intently go after you. And here's what it says, but if you do that, whoever looks intently into the perfect law that, that gives freedom... And here's the deal. There are some mirrors that lead to bondage and captivity, but God's word can be a mirror that leads to your freedom in 2021. But we're going to look into this perfect law that gives freedom, and we're going to continue in it, not forgetting what they heard, but doing it. They will be the type of people who are blessed in what they do. And that's my hope for you in this year, 2021. We're going to look to his word. We're not just going to hear it, but we're going to do it, and things are going to change. And we're going to start right here, right now, today. Today we're gonna to look at, uh, at Moses and Moses had some mirrors that he looked at that were kind of at the root cause of his insecurity. Now, like Moses uh, and all of us, there were very good reasons for Moses' insecurity. And if you're not familiar with the story of Moses, Moses was this baby that was born in, in Egypt. Uh, he was a Hebrew. Uh, they were slaves in Egypt serving this, this ruler named Pharaoh. And they were getting so powerful that Pharaoh says, hey, you know what? The Hebrews are getting too powerful. We got to kill all the boys. We're going to let the girls live, but the boys, they got to go. And so in effort to save Moses' life, Moses' mom puts him in a basket and floats him down the Nile River. Lo and behold, he, he's found by Pharaoh's daughter and raised in the palace of Pharaoh. Raised with prestige, great education, extraordinary wealth. He had power, he had prowess. But all the wealth of Egypt wasn't enough to satisfy Moses. And I'm just saying for some of you watching this today, perhaps you're in the same spot. You got everything that money can buy, but you're still searching for something. Let me just tell you, it's only found in knowing your identity and knowing your identity is only found in knowing your creator. So Moses, he's conflicted because he's like, hey, you know what? I know I'm a Hebrew, but I'm, I'm living in this palace of an Egyptian king and, and I know I got to do something to help my people. And so he sees this this Egyptian slave master, like beating a Hebrew slave. And he says, you know what, that's not right. And so Moses kills this guy, buries him in the sand, but everyone knows. Pharaoh finds out. And so Moses, he goes and he runs for his life. And that's where we pick it up in our story today. Moses is an 80-year-old man looking after sheep, living the life of a nomad when God calls him and he addresses some insecurities in Moses's life. And my hunch is that perhaps you, perhaps myself, perhaps all of us 
to varying degrees, struggle with all four or maybe just one of these insecurities that Moses dealt with as well. Well, as we look at these four insecurities that that God addresses with Moses before he sends him on assignment, uh, I think it's important for us to look at these as well as we embark on 2021. And here's the first one. Moses asked this question, who am I? Like, like, who am I? He asked this on a very practical level. Like, who am I? Like, am I Egyptian? Like, am I, am I Hebrew? Like, like, I know what my, my past, I, I, it's, it shaped me a little bit. Like, I know I'm, I'm rejected. Like, I mean, my own mom didn't want me. Like, she put me in a, the Nile River, like, in a basket and left me to survive. Like, I know I'm a, I know I'm a traitor. Like, I've, I've abandoned my, the household that raised me. Like, I've, I feel like I've abandoned my people, the Hebrews. Like, I know... I know that's who I am. I know I'm a deserter. Like, like I know I'm a murderer. Like, and by the way, everyone else knows that. And you're trying to send me back to go, go there. But, but on a deeper level, like, like who, who am I that you would, you would call me? And here, here's what it, it says in Exodus chapter uh, 3, verse 11 through 12. We'll just read it. It says, it says, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. I just want to pause there and just make a note. Isn't it interesting? God addresses Moses's insecurity of who am I by responding, not by answering his question, but by making a statement of who he is. Like, like, like God's like, yeah, Moses, like, I know, I know who you are. I, I know what you've done, but do you know who I am? Do you know what I'm capable of? Do you know what I can do? Like, I, I, know, I know who you are, Moses, but do you, do you know who I am? And he says, says, I'll be with you. And this will be a sign that I have, I've sent you. He's like, Moses, I'm about to do some things in your life and through your life that are so supernatural that people won't be worried about who you are because my footprint, my, my thumbprint, my, my mark on your life will be so evident to everyone else around you. It will be un. Deniable. And by the way, this mountain that we're standing on right now, Moses, whenever you deliver the people out of Egypt, you're going to come right back right here to this mountain as a sign that, that, that I'm the one who's delivered you. God chooses some very unlikely characters, doesn't he, to do his, some of his best work. I mean, Moses has all these, all these issues, all these insecurities. Rahab, a chick's a prostitute. Like David, he was a dude who slept with a really good man's wife. And then to cover up his, his acts, like he has this, this very noble man executed. So this guy by the name of the Apostle Paul, and we know him as like this hero of the faith, but the backstory is that Paul killed Christians. And I'm sure like before Paul would step onto a stage like this, some of the insecurities of his past would rear its head and say, Paul, do you know what you've done? Paul, do you know how you've blown it? But Paul invested the rest of his life helping people find and follow Jesus. And I'm just submitting that, I'm suggesting he probably had some very real challenges to overcome in his own mind. But here's, here's what he says in 1 Corinthians 15.10. And here's a declaration I want to invite us to make in 2021. He says, I, I, like, I know what I've done, but I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. That's a declaration I want to invite you to make as we kick off 2021, at least for these next 21 days. Throughout these 21 days of prayer and fasting, every day, I want to invite you to make this declaration to yourself in the mirror before you go to bed. I am what I am 
by God's grace. Like I'm an engineer by God's grace. I'm a teacher by God's grace. I'm a pastor by God's grace. I'm a small group leader by God's grace. Like I'm a parent by God's grace. I'm a grandparent by God's grace. Like I am what I am, but it's all because of his grace. He's been so good to me. Second statement that, that Moses makes that, that I think some of us make as well that lies at the root of our insecurity is who are you? Moses is like, who are you? And I think until we wrestle to the ground just who God is, we'll always wrestle with insecurity. Because until, we, until our God is big enough to where he's the sole person we look to for validation, for security, for our sense of self-worth. We'll be looking into all these other mirrors to say, do you value me? Am I worthy? Do you, do you, do you appreciate me? Do you see me? And until we wrestle this one to the grounds, we're gonna wrestle with all the other insecurities. And that was the same true for Moses, same is true for us. Here it is in Exodus 3, 13 through 14, it says this. Uh, Moses said to God, uh, suppose I go, like <laughs> hypothetically speaking, let's just assume I'm gonna go. And I say to them, the God of your father sent me and they asked me, well, what's his name? What should I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. That's what you're to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. In other words, like, any other descriptive language that Moses would try to use to describe God would fall so short because God is so big that he can't be boxed in by our limited vocabulary. I am that I am. Like he is so big. He is so good. He is so awesome. He is the miracle working God. And I'm just hoping that some of you begin to experience the miracles that, you desire, that he desires to happen in your life in this new year of 2021. And I believe they begin to happen. We see him as he actually is. He is a big God. He's all powerful God. And he is the great I am. Jeremiah 32, 17 says this. Ah, Lord, behold, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Check it out. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing. Here's a declaration I want to invite you to make throughout 2021. And that is this. Who is with you is more important than what's against you. Who is with you is more important than what's against you. We, we need to make that, dec I need to make that declaration in 2021. Who is with me is more important than whatever comes against me in this new year. Moses had to wrap his head around that reality. And I think we do as well. Everyone who ever did anything good for God had to take hold of the, that, that truth for themselves and embrace it as a living reality. Jonah had to learn this as a living reality. And some people say, you know, how can a guy live in the belly of a fish for three days? And I would just say they can't, but God can do anything. And what Jonah learned in that moment, that who is with me is more important than anything that could ever come against me. Speaking of Jonah, was, this 10-year-old girl was writing a paper for her school and she wrote about the story of Jonah and what she didn't know is that her teacher was an atheist. And so whenever the teacher read the paper, she came back to this little girl and was like, hey, you know what? Like, this wasn't part of the assignment. And by the way, like, how can a man live in the belly of a fish for three days? Like, that's hocus pocus, that's not real. 
And this little girl looked up at her teacher and said, Miss Teacher, uh, I don't know how it happened, but whenever I get to heaven, I'll ask Jonah myself. And the teacher asked, well, how do you know Jonah's in heaven? And the little girl looked up at her and said, well, if he's not there, I guess you can ask him. <laughs> uh, that's that's not, uh, no, not, not the best joke. But, uh, uh, but, but that's a good declaration for us to make. It's a good declaration that Jonah had to learn. It's something that we have to embrace in 2021. And that is, who is with me is more important than whatever is against me. Moses had to learn that to live on mission for him, and we will as well. Here's the third statement. Uh, Moses makes a statement of insecurity. What if they? Like, he's still focused on, on them. And look back on the story of Moses. I, I, it's easy for me to say, like, Moses, why are you doubting? Like, God's going to do big things. He's going to do plagues that would, like, mark history. Like, he's going to split a sea, Moses. Like, he, who is with you is more important than whatever comes against you. But at the time, Moses doesn't know any of that. So it's easy in hindsight to say, Moses, you should have. And I'm just saying, as we stand on the brink of 2021, maybe you're in the same place as Moses. But you don't know what God has in store. You don't know how he's working upstream. So whatever he's asking you to do, don't focus on what they say. Focus on what he has said to you. Here's what it, where it takes place in Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. Moses said, what if they don't believe me or listen to, to me and what I say? And, and they, they say, did the Lord really appear to you? Like, what if they, and he's still living out this, from this insecurity of, of fearing what other people are going to think. This didn't just take place in Moses' day. This took place whenever Jesus uh, was here on earth and doing his earthly ministry. It says this in John uh, 12, 42 through 43. It says, yet at that time, many among the leaders believed in him. Now, these are like religious leaders, like people well-educated. They're like, this really is the fulfillment of all these, these Old Testament prophecies. It's right, it's right here in front of us. They, they, they believed, but because the Pharisees, uh, they would not confess their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue for they, they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Fear and insecurity and inferiority and all that stuff in our life, it, it gets in the way, but, but it gets in the way because we, we value the opinions of people who cannot save us. But the one who can save you has spoken a better word over your life. And Paul, he, he had to wrap his head around that. And that, that's why he makes this declaration in Romans 1.16. I'm inviting you to make this same declaration in your life in 2021. And here's what Paul said. He said, listen, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God to bring salvation to everyone who believes. Like, like we, we can look into a lot of different mirrors. A lot of mirrors bring insecurity, invoke bondage, invoke, invoke shame. But there's a mirror that has the power to set people free. And Paul's saying, I've seen the mirror. I've looked in the mirror. I've seen how it changes lives. And therefore, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God to set people free. Now, some of us, we know that cognitively, but we don't embrace this as a living reality in our lives. And so for the next 21 days, I want to invite you to make this declaration every single day for the next 21 days and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of it. It sets people free. I'm going to live from that posture in 2021. 20,
Here's the final observation. Moses says, I have never. I have never. And God addresses this insecurity in Moses as well in Exodus 4, 10 through 12. Moses said to the Lord, oh Lord, I have never. I've never been eloquent, neither my past, nor since you have spoken to your servant. I'm, I'm slow of speech. And you check this out. It goes on to say this. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who, who makes them deaf and mute? Who gives them sight and makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, go, I will help you speak and, and will we'll teach you what you should say. Check it out. But Moses said, uh, pardon your servant, Lord. Can you please send someone else? <laughs> and so often we look back at the story of Moses, we're like, Moses, you know what God's gonna do. But as we stand on the brink of 2021 and God might be speaking some things to you about what he wants you to do this year. And you're like, I can't do that. Like, can you please send someone else? Like, I know small groups are starting and I know we need more group leaders to help more people find and follow Jesus. But can you pardon your servant, Lord? And can you please send someone else? We, 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 we negate, we disqualify ourselves before we ever get started. For me, I, I never thought I would be here. Throughout my high school years, like I would literally pay people when we were doing a social studies presentation or, or a science presentation. Anytime I had to stand up and do this, drove me crazy. I, I would get so scared. I would get so, so anxious about it. And I would say, can anybody else do this? I got cash. <laughs> and I would literally like pay people. But I would never know the blessing of God if I didn't set aside some fears and say, God, I don't think I'm qual I don't think I don't think you got the right guy. But God, I'm willing because you said so. It's now this is one of the most life-giving assignments I've ever had in my life. But if I allowed my insecurities to override the call of God on my life, I'd have missed out on this blessing. And I'm just saying, what are some things that God's putting on your heart that maybe scare you? What are some things that, that maybe you've disqualified yourself before you've ever gotten started? And you make the same statement that Moses said, well, I've, I've, never, I've never done that. And just because you've never done it, doesn't mean 2021 isn't the year that God's asking you to step into it. Philippians 4.13 says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now this is, gets, gets misquoted, gets, gets pulled and thrown around in a lot of different venues. But the statement, the sentiment is true. Listen, if, if he can create the moon and the stars, surely he can help you lead a small group. Listen, if, if he can help you, if you can do what, what, what he's done, we've seen it happen time and time again in the lives of other people, his power demonstrating creation. If he can do those things, surely he can, whatever he's put on your heart, listen, he's bigger, he's able. I know you maybe have never, but God can show himself strong on your behalf. Here's the final declaration I want us to make throughout January of 2021. For these next 21 days, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do it. 
Now, as a matter of fact, maybe you say, you know what, God, I've never done that. I don't think I can do that. And maybe you're right. But listen, God can. And he desires to use people like you to do some of his most profound work. So here's the four declarations I wanna invite you to make as we kick off 2021. Throughout these 21 days of prayer and fasting, here's these four declarations. Number one, I'm, I am who I am by the grace of God. Like God, I, I know I might not deserve it. I know I've done some stupid things, but God, I am who I am. It's your grace. I'm not gonna forget that this year. Second declaration, I, uh, who is with me is more important than what is against me. 2020 threw some crazy stuff at us, but look at you, you're still standing. You're still here, you're still marching. And listen, who is with you is more important than what comes against you this year in 2021. The third declaration, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. There's a lot of mirrors that lead to captivity. There's a mirror that leads to freedom and it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we will not be people who hold back or cower in fear any longer. We're gonna step up with Paul and say, you know what, I'm not ashamed. I'm gonna hit share. I'm I'm gonna send the invite because I'm not ashamed. And the fourth declaration, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right there, wherever you are, I wanna invite you to bow your head, close your eyes, and just open up your hands like you're about to receive a gift. We're gonna pray. Well, God, as we kick off this this new year, we just wanna commit ourselves afresh to you. Some people been following you their whole life. They just need a fresh start and a new beginning. Some people, this is their first time tuning in to Central Online or any church service in their whole life. And they need a fresh start and a new beginning. And God, I pray that you would help us to start 2021 by viewing ourselves the way that you see us, Jesus. That you would set us free from limiting beliefs, from things that have held us back for years, from lies we've embraced as truth. So Jesus, as you see your church, your kids with their hands open, God, I pray you pour out your spirit, provide fresh perspective, fresh view of themselves, fresh view of their circumstances, fresh power, and God, your presence to remind them that that you're with us, that who is with us is more important than anything that could ever be against us. And God, as we kick off these 21 days of prayer and fasting, Jesus, I pray you provide breakthrough. God, in ways that we never thought possible, in areas of our life where we never thought we could be free, God, would you set the captives free afresh today? God, we're gonna submit to you. We're gonna go all into you. God, we're, we're, not gonna, we're not gonna hold back. We're gonna look intently. And God, we're believing you're gonna show up big. And we're gonna give you the thanks when you do. In Jesus' name, amen.